0: Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Kayla Saxon, the queen of new releases. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three
1: book girls! Vonnie has this thing where there are certain songs, certain artists that she all of a sudden just sprouts 80s hair when it comes on. She starts singing. And she starts, you know, putting That's up the, my the devil up. horns and, and doing, <laughs> doing the banging her head thing, right? And I always know which songs those are going to be. ACDC comes on the radio. Which we're is dri- one of them. When we're driving over here. And I turn it up and I start kind of singing along. I look over and Vonnie's sitting up real straight. what are you doing over there? Why aren't you singing along to ACDC? Because <laughs> we went to
2: SoonerCon today and I bought a book and it's kind of like a sci-fi book.
1: and Which is unusual in itself because Bonnie doesn't like that kind of thing. And right? It, it was weird because here she is. She, she's over here at the book kiosk talking to this lady and buying books. I'm like, wait a second. This is way off base because this is not Bonnie's thing at all. <laughs>
2: Well, listen, it it happens in the real world, and it's a small town librarian who founds like this secret basement and it has a door and she opens it and it's it's like a it goes into a dark fairy world or something like that. And like dark fairies come out and then some bum like helps her like find the dark fairies to return them to their world. And you know, now, that sounds like something I would read, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So I bought that book today. So and there's um, there's a statue of an angel on it. So this is my train of thought while the song was going on. This is way <laughs> after we left. SoonerCon. <laughs> and ACDC was on the radio. <laughs> I really hope that angel that angel of mercy book is good. It's kind of funny that I like statues of angels when I'm not religious whatsoever. <laughs> And it's kind of weird that I have a sci-fi book, but you know what? It's set in the real world, so maybe that's why, because it's logical. So, of course, I'm going to like it, because it's set in the real world. That's what the difference is. And about then, Martha asked me what I was doing. So, these are conversations
1: I have with myself.
2: (laughs) It's okay.
3: I have conversations with myself, too. Usually, she doesn't have
1: conversations with herself like this when ACDC is on the radio. It's just weird. It's like... I don't know which Vonnie got sucked into the void at SoonerCon and which one got spit out, but I think I picked up the wrong one. (laughs) I'm still in the dark fairy world. (laughs) Well, SoonerCon was interesting. I I got to be a panelist. And yesterday, I was so embarrassed because I got into this panel for Doctor Who. I should never have agreed to do it because, A, I don't remember... Title and verse of every freaking Doctor Who episode I've ever seen in my life. I don't know who, who all the showrunners are. I can't name all of the things that happen in all of the episodes. I mean, these people are. I can't believe you how much. You should have had
2: me with you because I want to remember. I don't
1: remember shit like that. If I really like something, I really like it and I like to talk about the different things that they do, but I'm not. How would you say that? That specific. I'm You're not... not an expert? Well, no. I'm not an expert.
0: A fanatic? I'm a usually, fan.
1: That's usually who they put on panels,
3: though, Martha, are experts. Never...
1: <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is, <laughs> I, I didn't understand why they put me on that panel. I was confused. I thought, well, maybe there was a reason they put me on there. Because they, the guy that puts the, these panels together knows I'm not like that. But yet here I am on this panel full, full of Doctor Who guys who have seen every single episode thousands of times and can name every single. And I'm like, uh, I like David Tennant.
2: <laughs> you liked Eggleston too, though. Yeah, I did like Eggleston. See, I think Doctor Doctor Who really started taking off and getting popular when David Tennant was on it.
1: Well, the whole panel was, I was a Whovian before it was cool.
2: Right, but when Eggleston was on it, when... Okay, and this is how I'm like kind of judging this is because when... I started watching, t- watching it, I was watching Eggleston. But it didn't start getting cool until till Matt Smith. No, it didn't start getting cool until David Tennant because there was only one other person that was watching Doctor Who when Eggleston was on it. and But when David Tennant came on it, a lot of people in the office started watching it, and mainly the women. Mm. The other person who watched it before was a guy. Uh. So he was the only one that I talked to my doctor or who I had Doctor Who discussions with. And then all of a sudden, when David Tennant started, a bunch of people started watching it. So
1: <laughs> and I was like, David Tennant. That's why. But you liked Eggleston
2: too though. I when did. Eggleston was I doctor did, but who. they were
1: talking about the first doctor. So they were yeah. talking about the black and white episodes and I'm like, "Oh, okay, um, during the 6th Doctor's reign, which episode was your favorite?" I'm like, "Uh, how could I possibly pick a favorite?" <laughs> I have no fucking idea. See, you should have said I don't my... even remember who the 6th Doctor was. I, I I just can't do that. I can't. I wish
3: they should have given you the questions in advance.
2: Well, yeah, if they were. Yeah, do... that would have that would have made more sense to do the questions in advance. That way you could have made you a cheat No, sheet. They they just... Especially if you're not like
1: they were trying to make me look like an asshole. I'm convinced of it.
3: Mm. No. They probably just put <laughs> needed diversity
1: or something yeah. on their panel. Yeah, or, that's or probably know. what it was. I was there. I was the diversity card. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We need a woman. I was 20 years younger and a woman you have fun though yeah I had I had a lot of fun today today was good because we we did the podcast one today and the podcast one was really fun that's good so yeah and when when I did the second one about libraries that was fun too but I totally forgot to mention the podcast I'm sitting up there in my three book girl shirt (laughs) I totally didn't mention that we have a podcast in front of a bunch of people who read now how dumb is that oops I was really nervous I was extremely nervous. I don't like getting up in front of people. You did a really good job, though. <sighs> You're just saying that because I'm within striking distance. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could easily hit you with this pair of scissors right now. Jesus, Marco. Hey, At
0: least a pencil or a pen. <laughs> oh, I'm d- I'm d- I know, <laughs> the scissors.
1: <laughs> That's I'm, just, I'm just teasing. Just well, <laughs> I'm going on vacation tomorrow. I'm leaving.
2: Sadly, I am not due for a vacation for a very long time.
0: My vacation starts next weekend because the boys will be gone for a couple of weeks.
2: <laughs> That'll be nice. Well, my For the vac- first couple
0: of days, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like,
2: oh, I miss the boys. My vacation's kind of going to start next week when Tyler and his girlfriend move back out. Yep. She's going to get her house back. Oh, my God, I'm so ready.
1: <laughs>
2: I yeah. love my son, but holy shit.
1: He is one messy boy. You for get-
2: any parent who's had their grown-ass son moved back in with him in a one-bedroom apartment
1: with his girlfriend and his pets
2: and then you're like when are you moving out have you found a house yet? Yeah, you can afford that one. Get it. Get it now. <laughs> Get the fuck out. The bullet holes are fine. <laughs> just, I'll buy you a bulletproof vest you can put on on the way to the car, okay? The graffiti on the side of the house, it's just art. <laughs> it's okay. art.
1: That's called urban art, honey. It means you're moving into an artsy neighborhood. It's fine. So I found a cool book at the, at the SoonerCon that I can't wait to read. What's that? It's a horror novel. <laughs> What's it called? Ska. Ska? S-K-A? Uh-huh. Ska? Mm-hmm. So are
2: you
1: it's about serial to killers.
2: Metal while you read it? No.
1: <laughs> but I, it probably would go well if I did, though. It's all about serial killers. He told me I would recognize some serial killers in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm That's interested because cool. I think it's a... I think he said it was a, a s- self-help group for serial killers? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, "Oh, really? That sounds interesting. I'll take that one."
2: Hi. I need some
1: October reads. My
2: name is Bonnie and I haven't killed anyone in 32 days. Welcome, Hi, Bonnie. Bonnie. <laughs> Welcome.
3: I wonder what they give you for, like, each month <laughs> that you're clean. Uh,
1: how about a tooth? That's <laughs> what I was going to say. Instead of, a, instead
2: of a token, you get a tooth. And you, once you get enough, you can make your own little necklace. Or Bruce you it? get a different body part every time. You probably sell those necklaces at
1: SoonerCon. Probably could, yeah. They have some really interesting things. What did you think, Kayla, since you're not a nerd like us? A geek, I see. I guess.
0: It was, my kids enjoyed it. I mean, it was cool. They didn't have any Golden Girl stuff. That sounds pretty cool. Oh, what? before I forget. What? We found some book people in Oklahoma, and we found some that are actually here in Oklahoma City. What? I sent y'all a message. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, I was yes. going to say, I thought yeah. you were doing the
3: effect for the I Yeah, guess. I thought you were just acting there, but well, then I have you I just have- gave it away.
1: You should
3: have been like, I know, Kayla. I, just the memory I have a memory
1: like a fruit fly. Come on now. I remember eventually when somebody reminds me. <laughs> I'm like, more book people? Really? Oh, those, those ones. Yeah, you told me. We talked about that. That's It's always so exciting, though, to find out that there are more of us here. And hopefully some more of those SoonerCon people will. Of course, SoonerCon is nerds. We yeah, don't... and
2: their books are mainly fantasy and sci-fi. Right.
1: So they're more my people than our people.
2: Than like my people because I read like a thirty to four or forty to
1: fifty year old man. Well, there were a lot of those there too. All those guys on the Doctor Who panel. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell y'all, I think this thing was an excuse
0: for grandmas to not wear bras today. Oh, oh, yep. Jesus. Holy cow. I'm like, I know you have on Star Trek shirt, but sweetheart. Put on a bra. <laughs> They're screaming to be beamed up. <laughs> <laughs> the star. The planet's just floating around. <laughs> the
2: Enterprise doesn't have headlights quite that low. So what you're saying.
1: So- <laughs> let not forget the sweat because it was yeah, a hot
2: day. It's like yeah. 90 yeah. degrees outside. Yeah. Right
1: now. So there's a lot of sweat going on there and too.
2: I hate it when you stand next to somebody or somebody walks by that is a little bit stinky. And then you're kind of like, and you might not even notice it right away. And then you're kind of like. Is that, is that me? <laughs> I
1: did that all day yesterday. Martha, I'm like...
2: do, do I smell? Can you smell me? <laughs> and I say that all the time. You know, I yeah. do. Alyssa told me today I was paranoid because I kept asking her. I'm like, can you smell me? Do I smell okay?
1: We need to get some special brownies again sometime. Well, I was w- watching
3: a movie. Oh, Okay, there's a TV show on Netflix called Umbrella Academy. Has anybody watched it? I have and It's excellent. I love it. it, I am very much enjoying it, and I'm not much of a superhero person, but I don't know what episode you're on.
1: I read... I looked at the whole thing. I watched the whole thing. So the
3: one where, like, the guy has been kidnapped, and they're trying to, like, torture him, but they're not doing a very good job. Well, like, he's kind of just, like, fucking with them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, they, yeah. they steal all his uh, drugs and start eating the chocolate because they don't know it's got pot in it. <laughs> I, I literally I watched that, that last show. night, you know, I was like, this is great because they start dancing and then they leave and, like, light a building on fire.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just light a building on fire. Like, you know what would be really cool? We made a really big bonfire. Yeah.
3: But if you have not seen the Umbrella Academy, you should. Because even as a non-superhero person. That is such a fun show. I'm having so much fun watching that. I absolutely loved it. Because Travis will give me an option. He's like, do you want to watch Outlander or Umbrella Academy? And I've only watched the first episode of Outlander so far. So every time I'm kind of just like, let's finish uh, Umbrella Academy. Because it, I don't know, it's just so fun. Kayla's
1: disgusted with you right now. But I love
3: Outlander, so I'm going to, I got to watch that too, but. Need somebody to catch up
0: with me. I know. Nobody to talk to (laughs) about the
3: show.
1: You girls.
3: I got my mom to watch it. girly girls.
0: She's like, I
3: I think she's finished the first season already.
1: If my mother were still alive, she'd be done already because she was a huge, huge fan
3: and she read the first book, and I was very proud of her because it was 800 pages, and my mom doesn't read that much. So I was kind of surprised. My mom re-
1: she... used to read. Like, my mom, I got it from my mom. That's, I mean, she was constantly reading a book. Constantly. She would read two or three books. She could read a book a day. Easy.
3: My parents didn't really read, but my dad would constantly give me books, or like, for Christmas, the entire tree was books. Like, he was always mm-hmm. pushing that. So that's how I got
1: into it. But they were all romance novels, though, so. It doesn't
0: my mom, matter. My mom was a reader. Yeah. And then she didn't censor what I read, so. hmm Yeah. That's what I. I kind of censor my kids a little bit more. <laughs> I go back and read some stuff that I read when I was their age, and I'm like,
1: why would she let me read a, this? I learned an awful lot from no books. No I had so many questions. <laughs> I would ask my friends, hey, what's a clitoris? Uh, let's look it up. I don't know. So we'd sneak into the library. This was before Google. Before you Google. Could Google it. Yeah. Sneak into the library and look it up in the.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I did. Encyclopedia. So we can see pictures.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's what a clitoris is. Awesome. Except I was
2: like one of those kids that read like everything and anything that I could get my hands on.
1: Yeah. So
2: like I read the inserts of how to use a tampon.
1: When, when I, read I was that a, when I was a kid, I still was, didn't know what the hell it meant though, because you know. When
2: well, it out. had a diagram. I know. So when I was a kid, I would look, read. You're like, ah, oh,
3: okay. Especially when I was sick and I would have to go to the bathroom a lot, I would read like everything in my bathroom. I, read, like, my bathroom. I know it's weird, but while you're all going, of the shampoo bottles, bottles, all that, like, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. the conditioner, everything. Now I just keep books in phones. there. Before phones, yeah. <laughs> yes. We would read everything. The shampoo bottles. Glad I'm not alone.
3: Some of those were very well written. Yeah, S- Some of those are very well written, really. Now yep. you go into my bathroom and you're like, why are there like 13 books in here? Like I literally <laughs>
1: have them like on a shelf.
3: <laughs>
2: Nicole's bookshelf books. is in the bathroom. I have books and <laughs>
3: magazines in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. I need a sign that says, sorry, I have inf-
2: inflammatory bowel disease. Yeah. <laughs> like Sometimes when I go, I go to the, the bathroom books. at Martha's house, <laughs> I'll like look through a magazine after I wash my hands, you know, because I don't like to touch anything until I wash my hands when I go to the bathroom. And um, then it's like when I come out, I'm like, should I tell him I was just reading a magazine, not taking a huge dump in there? <laughs>
1: Everybody knows it's okay to spend time in my bathroom. <laughs> There's plenty you know, of reading material in there. You know, chilling on the counter,
2: there. reading the latest Entertainment Weekly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Oh, speaking of Entertainment Weekly, you guys, you need to check. I think I posted it on the Facebook page, the latest uh, Entertainment Weekly list of summer reads. <gasps> it looks so good. I, I put a. I think there are thirty five books on there, and I put at least ten of those on my to be read oh. list. They I've, look great.
2: I put a bunch of like stuff that isn't my normal genre because I couldn't find anything that I wanted to check out and read. Mm. And um, so I looked on Bustle, and I came up with fifteen books. With what-the-fuck endings.
1: Oh, Oh. that sounds good. You should share that so we can all look at it. I'll have
2: to see if I can find it again. And I went in and I put, like, I think five or six of them on my... um, Oh, cool. I love lists.
1: It's list season, girl. So what we got over there, girls? Anything good this
2: week? Hook us up with some good books. I read one that Miss Kayla suggested to me. Because I'm pretty sure she read this book also. Salt of the Sea by Ruta Sepetys, And I have read something from her before. I read um, Shades of Grey. And she's one of those authors that she just has a way of writing so intensely that it just pulls you into the story. And it's just the whole time you're like almost having an anxiety attack for these characters <laughs> that are that she's you know, writing about, and I don't know, she's, she's a really good writer. I mean, she pulls me in big time. I need to look and see if I, she has any other books that I haven't read. So this book is about refugees who are trying to make it to the port at the Baltic Sea to get away from the fighting that's happening in Germany right now, because this is when they're under attack from Russia, so there's a lot of very bad things happening, which I know everybody's heard before because the Russians are extremely cruel and everything um, to get away from that. And they are all genres of life. They have um, a little girl who's only 15 and she's pregnant Oof. and she's of Poland descent, which is like not good in Germany right now because Germany... Germans think that Poles are like bottom in the barrel. They're like dirt under their feet. So all of the refugees lie about her nationality. Because they don't want her to get... Right. Because they won't let her on the boat, for one thing. There's no way. And, like, there's a, another lady who's a nurse. And she helps a lot of the refugees, like, with injuries and everything else. And, like, a shoemaker and um, a little boy and just... And they're all trying to make it to the Baltic Sea to get on this ship. And then when they do make it there, and I hope this isn't giving too much away, the ship that they're on, it's just horrid conditions. It's a ship made for 3,000 people, and there's 10,000 people on this Jesus, ship.
1: Jesus, that's a lot of people on one so ship. So if
2: you could imagine the conditions on this ship that has, like, over three times the amount of people that's supposed to be on there. Ugh. And yeah, and tragedy ensues, which I'm not going to tell you that, but it doesn't exactly have a happy ending.
1: With well, this woman, the way she writes, I wouldn't expect it to have a happy ending. Yeah, I think the last one that you reviewed from this author was didn't also really very have a happy sad. Ending. Yeah,
2: and it's um it's told in alternating points of view, so like even though like all the refugees are together and they're all like going on the same path, she'll tell the story from one person and then it'll switch to the next person. Then it will switch to the next person. So you kind of get the, an idea of what each person is going through, even though it's all happening at the same time, Hmm. if that makes sense. And there's a little bit of overlap in the story. Like, like, She'll say, she'll write in one person's point of view for a while. And then when she switches to the next person, it like backtracks like 15 minutes. So some of the stuff that has already happened, she'll tell a little bit of that. And then it goes into the rest of the story. So, Hmm. and I did the audio book and in the audio book, each person had a different voice. So it was very easy to tell which person was talking if that makes sense, which point of views that she was writing from at that point, but yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I really enjoyed her Fifty Shades of Gray, and no, this one was it wasn't really called good.
1: Fifty Shades of Gray, honey. <laughs> I told you I was tired. I really
2: liked her Shades of Gray, and this book also. I'm sorry. Listen, we didn't stop
1: and <laughs> get coffee today. I know. We <laughs> ate instead, so now she's <laughs> she,
2: she, she's got the crash
1: going. From me hem- and
2: Alyssa like polished off three bottles of wine last night, So we- and the dog still woke me up at 6 o'clock in the morning to go out.
1: You said the shades of gray part, but you never got to the author because we were giving you a hard time.
2: <laughs> it's uh, Salt of the Sea
1: by... What, uh- is that what it is called? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Shades of gray. I thought you were...
2: <laughs> Shades of gray was the one that I <laughs> See, you're tired too. You oh, need yeah. coffee too. Okay. Um Salt of the Sea by Ruta Sepetis. <laughs> I think we're all going to go home and take naps. Yeah, go to bed have early. But time editing this tomorrow.
1: I'm not editing oh, it tomorrow. Okay. No, I'll be on the road. I'm uploading the one from last week tomorrow. Oh,
2: okay. Kayla, what did you read? I see Kayla has one over there that I have on hold right now, actually. What? I think both of those are ones I wanna read. Oh, yeah. I think you would like that, Salt of the Sea. Mm Mm-hmm. You like do you read did you read Chage the Grey? No. Oh. I think think you would like it. It seems especially since it's a refugee book and I know you like refugee stories. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was very good. And it was a little bit twisty. I mean, I didn't tell a lot of it's really hard to review a book like that because some of it is history, so you could look it up anyways. Like you could look up what tragedy happens in the Baltic Sea and know mm-hmm. how it ends, but then the tidbits that happen, like on the road to the group of refugees, mm-hmm. and just the just the stuff that they have to go through. Yeah, it's just insane.
3: I have to check that one out.
2: Yeah.
1: After I got
3: to get through. Giant pile.
1: <laughs> um, Add it to your list. Speaking of, speaking of a giant pile of books, Kayla, <laughs> <laughs> book hoarder over there. I am. She is. She's a book hoarder. My she's poor, like, look my at poor my little book mail. Look at my book, book mail. room It's
0: like busted at the seams. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, I am going to review The Song of the Jade Lily
1: by Kirsty Manning. That's and, my, my old last name was Manning. You know her? No. Oh. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I actually got this as a review copy. Like, I was willing to sell a child to get a review copy of this one. But I didn't have to. I mean, you have to, so. True, you know. Um, William Morrow sent me this one, which I was surprised because I was pretty sure I was on the blacklist for them after my Woman in the Window review. <laughs> So, I don't feel so bad now. I think that blacklist was exiled after the news site came out about that. Yep. Um, So, it's a World War II story. It's a dual timeline from 1939 and 2016. In 1939, it follows two girls named Lee, who is, um, she's Chinese, she lives in Shanghai. And it follows Romy, who's Austrian, and she and her family are fleeing Austria. And they're going to be refugees in China at this time. Um, Romy's dad is a doctor. So he pulled some strings to be able to get his family on a ship to get to China. Uh, Once they get there, things are okay. But then Japan invades China. So then the Chinese become like the Jews were in Austria. They come through. They take everything from them. They make um, Romy's family go to a ghetto for the Jewish. Uh, Immediately when the book starts, it's like she, tragedy strikes almost immediately. A few pages in, boom. You're like, well, damn. So that's what I liked about it because I'm a sucker for making me freak out. They're in the book <laughs> and the author does that numerous times throughout this story so the present day storyline is um Alexandra is the granddaughter of Romy and she has to go back to Australia because her grandfather is dying so on her grandfather's deathbed she, he and her grandmother share a small conversation but there's a Apparently a secret between them. Oh. Alexandra's mother was adopted by them and they died when she was young in a car accident. And so Romy's, Romy doesn't like to talk about her daughter very much. She was adopted in this story. But Alexandra thinks that there's more to it after their little conversation they have once her grandfather you know, is dying. So she uh, has a job lined up in Shanghai, coincidentally. So she gets, she finds some of her mom's old paperwork and she starts digging into history. And while this is going on, the story swaps back between the two timelines. Um, Romy's family experiences more tragedy. Um, her dad ha- is helping refugees because they don't have hospitals and whatnot. So he's like black marketing, black market shopping for medications and things like that. And the Lee, uh, Lee's family is helping them out a lot because Lee's father is well-to-do uh, in China at this time until the Japanese come and take over, which I didn't realize. It was like right before Pearl Harbor, the Pearl Harbor event. So they were over there, you know, doing whatever they were doing. But Romy also has a little friend that she grows up with, and I can't remember her name. But she also is separated from her biological family during this trek from Austria to China. So as the story flips back and forth, you find out why Romy never wanted to tell Alexandra about her mom. It's like a whole big old story behind Mm. that. And it was so good. And I loved it so much. This is easily going to be in my top reads for this year. No doubt. I don't care what else I read this year. It sounds awesome. It's so, it does there's sound a good. little romance, but it's not like doesn't take over the story. No, it actually you need it to push the story along. It cuz it pulls everything together. Hmm. But it was really good. Like I didn't realize Japan had um invaded China like that.
2: Oh, I yeah, didn't, I didn't know that. Japan, I think, was actually worse. They were horrible. Yeah. Worse Prisoners. than the Germans, the Nazis were. And that's were. what they were saying. They were, mm-hmm. And they
0: didn't like any sympathizers. If they thought you were a sympathizer, that was it. If that there was, was any,
2: any kind of inkling that you were a supervisor or a sympathizer, they would just kill you. It's yep. similar
0: to
3: Korea, too. Like, Japan. Yeah, yeah. Well, what they out. did Korea. with Korea. Yeah.
2: If they did it to Korea and China and, like... I think they did it like to Laos and some and we're of the not other very little nice. countries over there. Some people, yeah.
1: But if you like World
2: War Two stories, then
1: I think Fonnie's going. Really like you, you bitch! I can't believe you got to that before I did. <laughs> no, actually, I'm thinking, wow,
2: how long is it until it comes in? <laughs> You're really gonna like it. I can't wait till you read it. Uh, I have a couple other like sh- a little bit shorter books. Not, not the one I'm doing right now because it's 27 hours. Sorry. <laughs> <But, laughs> But I have a couple of other little short books from that were on the bustle list that I'll like read real quick so I can read that one. Anyone else excited? Martha's going on vacation, so we have like
3: we can read long books right now, yeah. So I can read like, punished
0: for it. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) That we're like, I mean, I'm
1: so glad you're leaving so I can read more,
2: so I can read books I want to read. I know, yeah, so you can catch up on.
3: Like books other people have reviewed. Right. Now you can read them. You just need to have one in the pan so that when she gets back, mm-hmm. you're ready, ready, to, ready go. to go. But,
2: but it's, it's like free when's my come back? All right, I'll uh, listen to this eight-hour book real quick. Are you sure you're only you going to be gone make, for like ten days? Just <laughs> make
1: me sound like a, you make me sound like a taskmaster. I'm really not that bad. She is.
3: She's the book. Well, it's master. not you. It's just that you make us like well like we have to podcast every week and so it, when you have to pod, like you, you got to figure out how to read reading an entire other, book yeah. In yeah, between
1: reading your other people's life. books is really hard cuz if you can't review them then yeah. yeah
2: you have to have enough you have to be ahead enough that you can and
1: some well, of us just don't well, have get busy on that read. quit re- quit watching Lucifer all the time some and read have a book a life, Martha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that involves drinking wine and watching Lucifer yeah, yeah exactly. i guess did you give your... Oh, uh, the song of the Jade Lily by Kirstie Manning. I'm going to have to see if I'm
3: related to her. There goes your paycheck on an Ancestry.com membership. <laughs> 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 Ka-ching! Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so I have a nonfiction for everyone. Really? and We're getting into the conspiracy uh, genre a little bit. Hold on. <laughs> what do what, you... What, what,
1: here, here's a tinfoil hat for you. That does not sound like tinfoil. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I was trying to find something that was like tinfoil. <laughs> I think I could find it as a paper towel. <laughs> uh, no, I got nothing. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay.
3: And so- I'm also going to preface this with the fact that I've read in the past like couple months Killers of the Osage Moon, which takes place in... Killers of the Flower Moon? Oh, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, which takes place in Osage County in northeast Oklahoma. And then I also... Read killing the killing of Karen Silkwood, which is the one I'm about to review, but I also finished The Innocent Man by John Grisham, and I'm pretty sure I need to just move out of Oklahoma at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that was your first clue. <clears throat> okay, go ahead.
3: I, I need to figure out what other books from Oklahoma I can read. But anyways, um, the killing of Karen Silkwood is by Richard Rashke, and this was written in like the eighty. Well, like I guess. Like well, what? Pretty much right after it happened. So this takes right. place in the late seventies, but essentially, the book opens up on one of the most famous things in Oklahoma that I didn't know about until somebody was talking about this movie a few weeks ago. But it opens up on Karen Silkwood driving from. I don't remember. If she. Was, I think she was driving to Oklahoma City from Crescent. And she somehow ends up dead on the side of the the road. And a trucker finds her. And it's like almost sunset. So he has to... And it's before cell phones. So he had to call people. And they kind of do a shitty investigation and say that she fell asleep and ran off the road. And... um. So the book start. That's how the book starts. But then you immediately go into um, what hap- was happening before she ran off the was or ended up dead on the side of the road, which is she was working for the Kerr-McGee Plutonium Plant in Crescent, Oklahoma, in which they manufactured um, uranium and plutonium um, pellets to use in nuclear weapons.
1: Wow. I didn't even realize that was in Oklahoma, so now I've learned something new. Yeah,
3: so that was in Cressa, Oklahoma, which is about a uh, twenty-five-minute drive from here, like right, like, right, literally northwest of here, Um, because I did an auction there a few months ago. (laughs) That's how I know that. But, anyways, so she was working at this um, plant, and there were horrendous working conditions for the employees. Um, I mean, you're handling all this nuclear power literally massive amounts of radiation and sometimes you'd go in a room and they were supposed to have like um like the system that pulls the air out so that you're not breathing in uranium. Sometimes the systems would get clogged and no one would check it. Oh. Or it was only checked once a day in the evening after people had already been breathing all that shit in. Oh. Um, or they'd be manufacturing the pellets and they, I guess they would have like a box essentially and you'd put your arms in while you were, and you were wearing gloves. Well, sometimes... <laughs> Oops, a glove. With, no. i just like, Excuse let me that chair. Uh, <laughs> no idea what I just kicked, but it sounded like something was dying. Um
1: <laughs> Was that you, Kayla? Did she kick no. you?
3: <laughs> uh But so they they put their arms sometimes the gloves would end up with holes in them and then so it, essentially if you thought you were contaminated you were supposed to call um and they would send people down to like test you but then there wasn't really a whole lot they could do if um if it was only like on your skin you would take a shower but then the shower was not the water was supposed to be like put aside but they were kind of releasing that water back into Mm -hmm. the city's water supply so they were like contaminating everybody kind of and then they um so you would take a shower if it the radiation was just on your body They or like kind of like if you accidentally ingested it, they can give you a pill that helps your like liver and your kidneys filter the radiation out. However, if you breathe it in, there's nothing they can do. And like your chances of getting cancer or like some, some hor- horrendous like side effects of radiation um, skyrocketed. So Karen Silkwood, where she came in, she started working at this plant. And when she first started working there, there was a a bunch of union strikes because they were trying to get better wages, better safety procedures, all that stuff. And she decided to join the union. And she actually ended up becoming a board member of this union. And she starts talking to some people. And they are, like, asking her about the working conditions. And she says, like, I can give them proof of how awful this is. And that not only are the working conditions horrible, but they're lying to the people that... Because they wouldn't manufacture... I don't remember what they were called, but they put all the, the pellets that they were manufacturing into, like, a container, but the container had to be welded shut. Well, they were fabric... So they would take X-rays of it to make sure the welds were sealed properly so that the like the radiation didn't leak. Well, somebody would use a marker on the X-rays to, oh, like, fill geez. in
2: the If there welds, were leaks?
3: The welds, the weld mar- welding marks, so nobody could tell that, that it they was weren't... improperly oh. manufactured. Oh. But anyways, the government, the U.S. government, is the one who was actually paying, the, like, the Kermigy plant to do, like, be in business, essentially. Well, anyways, so Karen Silkwood says, like, I'm going to bring you guys proof, and she was on her way... <laughs> with a folder in her car to a meeting at a motel and And she she never made it to the meeting and no one has ever found her paperwork with which was supposed to have copies of the x-rays um worker information all this stuff and so it kind of just disappeared so the book really goes into the investigation that like the union had kind of tried to get this investigation going and they kind of failed, but then a senator and his team decided they wanted to investigate it. And this book makes you, like, kind of look at our government and our Congress and our Senate, and you're just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because— It's all about the money, honey. They did a congressional mm-hmm. hearing on, on the case, and they were trying to, like, get the case out of Congress because they didn't want to have to deal deal with it, essentially— But then the FBI gets involved and this other lady, I forgot her name, but she, I probably couldn't pronounce her name anyways, but she was a journalist, I'm using quotation marks here, in Florida, well, Mm -hmm. she had kind of been planted there by the FBI, so she was infiltrating the investigation because she was trying to say she had all the FBI documents. And she had like kind of some documents, and so she was trying to tell people how like Karen. So another deal: the entire perception of Karen Silkwood, even from Oklahomans, was that she was just some druggie. That, um, her husband because they had just got, they had a horrible divorce, and she gave up custody to her kid for her kids because she just didn't want to be around that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. It was awful, mm-hmm. and he, they just like shit-talked her and people just talked horribly about her and so there was like this horrible perception of her um
1: so nobody was going to believe her anyway no
3: and then on top of that she was also um like literally this case is completely insane so before she was found dead Mm -hmm. she had also been poisoned and so they had been investigating that because they found, like, this massive amount of radiation in her apartment, and some of it was on the floor oh in God. her bathroom, which she admitted, like, she had to do a pee test, and she spilt her pee, so that's where that came from. Oh, my
1: God. And then... They were going to kill her anyway, no matter what. In her fridge, like,
3: her baloney was contaminated, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding, like... Damn. They were like, trying to get her, her to cheese. eat it till she'd die. And, well, and they were... So, people were trying to say that she contaminated, like, she was doing it on purpose. She was ingesting all of this stuff
1: on purpose. If you're gonna kill yourself. That's not the way to go about because it. Because
3: it would take, like, 15, 10, 15 years, yeah. and then you'd die of some awful cancer or, like, yeah. bone degeneration. Or Jesus. Some, but anyways, this it book is entirely horrible. insane. And it goes through the investigation and, like, how fucked up the FBI is, and then there's these other secret, like, literally proof of secret organizations That in the government that they don't talk about, and like there's not really a name for them. So, like, you know how we have the FBI, CIA? Mm -hmm. There's other ones. Yeah. And then there's like an island somewhere in like the Caribbean where they train um, cooperatives. Operatives, you mean? Operatives, sorry. And it like this case gets traced back to that.
1: Jesus. And
3: then gets traced back to the Russians.
1: All yes. from a small
3: town girl in Oklahoma just trying to do a good thing for her coworkers. That's crazy. <laughs> but oh. it's fascinating I and it's
1: true. I know that I'm not gonna be crossing my Oklahoma coworkers anytime <laughs> soon. These right? people are crazy, man. They're vicious. Yeah. But Sounds um, like a good book though, seriously.
3: It's fascinating. It is does get a little bit slow because of how much like there is so much information. It is information overload, but at the same time, your mind is being blown the entire time because you're like, what do you mean there's another organization that was, a, what do you mean the Russians were sending, Was were part of that journalist that, like, I didn't, it, like, the entire thing is like, oh, my
2: God. Speaking of which, wow. do you, does anybody watch the news besides me? Yes. Sometimes. Unfortunately. Well, I do. Okay, did you see that Russian, that Russian, um, those, Girl. that. That ship, that Russian ship and the American ship almost hit. Oh, yeah. Collide. Yeah. I saw and that like, yesterday. The Russians are yeah. saying that it's our fault and mm-hmm. we're saying that it's the Russians'
3: fault. I literally saw that yesterday and I was like, yep. this is yeah. literally how World War II started. Yep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's
1: what I was like.
2: I was like, holy shit. Yep. I mean... That's, we're t- so, like, tense, man. taking steps tense. backwards. So, like, we're, we're going to start the Cold War again, people.
1: I mean, what the hell? And in the meantime, the commander-in-chief thinks that the moon is part of Mars. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Oh, That's crazy. <laughs>
2: the, whole, the whole debate on whether climate change is real or not is what... Right well, or No, my favorite. Well, like, I can't over say over this years
1: though. That's I'll say this after we
2: get off the podcast.
3: I have something to, not, political to say after the podcast. Okay, gotcha. But anyways, that book was called The Killing of Karen Silkwood by Richard Rashke, and if you are not into not reading nonfiction or feel like you maybe, um, might fall asleep to this one, <sighs> there is a movie called Silkwood which I have not seen. It's
1: actually, an excellent movie, I've and seen I heard it,
3: it is fabulous, it and is. it has some a a stars
1: in there. Eighteen. Yep. I think Jane Fonda played in that, didn't she? I don't know. I haven't seen it. That was a. It's mm. an older. It's really movie. hard to find, by the I way. I think she believes she won an award for that. Like I think you're gonna have to buy it to watch it. Yeah.
3: It's probably under, like, lock and key at the FBI, so if you no. buy it, they're going to put your name on a list. You're,
2: gonna, you're ending up on a list and not one Like, from my bustle. name is probably
3: ending up on a list right now, uh, and I probably bought need to it. get the
0: fuck out of Oklahoma.
3: She's
1: a little on the paranoid side at the moment. We're guilty by association. No, after reading, like, Don't all of the these bolognas. books. <laughs> literally, it is terrifying. Kind of makes you understand why people get become conspiracy theorists. What is of. that? Hand
3: sanitizer that smells oh. good? Would you like
1: some? Please don't be doing that. What's it smell Jesus like? Jesus Christ! No, if you share it with her, then it's gonna. Here, Vani, take some. <laughs> Fuck you guys! <laughs> Fuck you guys and your stinky hands. Okay. Um, I smell. It's, it's like ninety degrees outside. <laughs> it's like cherries. What
0: is it gonna do for your
2: armpits <laughs> on your hands? I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna was,
0: mask it a little bit. I'm gonna bit. rub it
2: in my pit, rub it in my pits. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs>
1: Whatever. So, it is my turn. Remember how last week I did that book that had 20 different authors? Yes. yes. Well, this book, coincidentally, I read a very similar type book right after that, but not on purpose. It was totally, I was looking up, because I really liked uh, Lisa Lutz's Return, or Return of the Spellman's, no, the Spellman's. Because I really like funny books, right? And I had read that a long time ago, and I was really kind of looking for something funny. So I just get in the mood for that, get in the mood for funny books. So I looked up Lisa Lutz, and as as I was going through, I noticed that she had this book that I hadn't read, and it's called Heads You Lose by Lisa Lutz. And it is actually written by two different authors. It's co-written by her and this ex-boyfriend of hers. But the funny thing about the book is they're trading chapters back and forth. But the best thing about the book is they're sniping at each other and writing shitty notes after they finish the chapter and critiquing each other. And you get to read all the notes. And it is just hilarious. The story itself is good, too. Um, it's about these bro- this brother and sister. They're... Illegally growing pot in Northern California. This is obviously before pot became legal in California. They're illegally growing pot and she goes out in the backyard and she finds a headless body in the backyard. And they, of course, don't want to call the cops because they're illegally growing pot. So they take the body out and they get rid of it. Well, she's all paranoid they don't know who the body is because it doesn't have a head so she's all paranoid she's all worried about people finding it so she's sort of staking out this trailhead where where the body where they hid the body and she sees these hikers go up there these kids and she's all freaky about it so they go out and come back and nobody acts weird or anything so she goes down to where they hid the body and it's not there so she finds this ring down there and she thinks she knows who this guy is who the dead body is she thinks it's her ex so she so all of this other stuff happens um including after a while the body gets dumped again in front of their house after it decomposes for a while it shows up again in front of their house so this weird i mean it's one of those books where it's all this weird shit is happening, but it's even funnier because it's like they're trying to sabotage each other's storylines <laughs> constantly. Like every time he comes up with a good character, she she like critiques it and gets pissed off that about this or that and the character. She'll she'll kill his character off in the next <laughs> um in the next chapter and then he'll revive the character magically in the next oh, he just Turns out he was just in a coma, you know, all this really weird stuff back and forth. And it's just fucking hilarious. (laughs) I had the best time reading this book. It was so fun. Um, So it was was kind of a, it, it was a tag team is what it was. But it was even better because you get these little asides of, yeah, if you weren't still bitter about this, 1993 barbecue where I criticized you in front of our friends, and you know, all this little shitty back and forth backstabbing that they had. <coughs> oh, it was so fun, you guys. I totally enjoyed it, and I listened to it on audio, which was even better because you've had the actual voices. Well, it wasn't, I think it would have been funnier if she had read it herself because after this got done, I thought, this can't be accurate. They can't really be exes. So I went on and I watched this YouTube video of, of them talking mm-hmm. about this book. And I think they really were exes. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, my gosh. And Lisa Lutz is hilarious. She's so deadpan. I don't know if she's really that bitchy. But she writes comedy really well. I really like her a lot. And I'm on, on the wait list for the Spellman Files again. So I, I think I may review that after I... After I listen to that one again, because it's been a while. So. so that's called, and you'll understand now why it's called Heads You Lose, mm-hmm. <laughs> by Lisa Lutz and David Hayward. Lisa Lutz, have you read something? I have. Actually, uh, I read a serious novel by her, and I didn't make the connection that it was the same person. I was going to say, I mean, she sounded that, that
3: familiar. Yeah, there's a book called The, the, the Passenger. Passenger.
1: Yeah, And it was excellent. It was very, very well written, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I guess I just didn't realize that it was the same person that wrote these great comedic novels. Turns out it's the same person. Well, c- congrats to her for being able to She's very versatile. star in very, two different genres. Yeah, she's really good. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend anything written by Lisa Lutz. That's awesome. And, you know, now I've got my vacation reads all lined up. Right. Vacation reads are special for me because that's when I actually spend my money to buy books. Yeah. I don't well, I don't usually do that any other time of the year. I really stack it up. All the books I've been waiting to read and refuse to stand in line for.
2: Yeah, and Nicole, I kinda started early on my my vacation from the from Martha being on vacation <laughs> God, because I read I terrible. read nineteen eighty four, which oh, we've yeah. already reviewed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, before I start this 27-hour book, I'm going to read this one. <laughs> I'm first. I'm getting one more out of the way that I can review, and then I, because that'll give me like four weeks
3: of unlimited... Reading time? Free reading time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because
1: I'll have my a, two
3: in the bag. I'm a reading tyrant.
1: Read more, you girls.
3: Read more, whip. Well, it's oh, not sh- read more. It's just because you either have to be able to read two books a week. Sometimes... You know, life happens. I yeah, read for a week, like nine
1: hours a day. <laughs> I only read. I only uh, actually physically work five to six hours a day. Mm-hmm. I can't read at work,
3: especially not with my new job.
1: No, I'm running you can't. On with a
3: like a chicken with my head. like Friday. Do you know how many places I went to Friday? Like, not even I at the office.
1: I couldn't do your job, dude. That's this torture, <laughs> torture, and you don't even get paid the big bucks for it. No. You need a new chair. But I got us new conference room chairs. Well that's awesome. Could you get me a new chair for my desk? I'm working on it. So I don't tilt forward. You'll get one when I in I about four
3: months. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I got those really? two, but
1: we we can only do
3: a certain amount of trade at a time. So oh. I gotta do it monthly. Well so thanks. conference room chairs are first. Thanks in advance for the new desk chair. And your desk chair has lumbar support. <gasps> I picked it out.
1: Oh my God, (laughs) I would kiss you right now, but you know, I wouldn't really want an audience for that, Nicole. Wink, wink.
3: I don't have a picture of that. I'll show you a picture later
1: of the conference. Okay. So you guys are going to not miss me one little tiny bit while I'm gone. I mean, I am going to miss you a little bit.
3: If I don't don't do the podcast. It's not that we're going to not miss you. It's that we're excited that we don't have to podcast for two weeks.
1: It's only Is one it week. It's only it? one week. It's only one week. So really, you just have the one week off. So read something quick.
0: It's beach read season.
2: <laughs> Someone go like when Martha gets
3: there, we need to get there really quick. What? And then like give her a flat tire. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody look, know? Look, Nicole. Just because you
1: read about Karen Silkwood does not mean that you can run me off the fucking I road. I didn't say run you way off back. the road.
3: I said just give you a flat tire, like when you're in a parking lot already, not while you're See, driving.
1: She's silkwooding me. Well, not
2: just one, because she has one spare. It has to be at least two. Do we have any Wyoming listeners? Because Stop it, we might need, don't need to ask a favor.
1: But make sure
3: you do it like the day she's about to come back to Oklahoma. Right. And make sure she like.
1: That everywhere's closed for like four days. <laughs> it's on a Sunday. <laughs> this will totally look, work, guys, look, right? Look, if you're going to make me stuck somewhere, make sure it's in Colorado. Okay. Because well, then I can just at least enjoy my recreational time there. Then
2: we need. <laughs> It'll give you more time to buy a special brownie. Just buy some here and then
3: take it with you. That's illegal. You can't cross the state lines. Can't cross, Crossing yeah, the state lines with state drugs, lines. Nicole. Whatever. You think people don't do that? You know how many people drive to Colorado from Oklahoma City yeah, and I'm bring just, it
1: back. I'm just waiting to see the cops sitting on the fucking. You know border TSA like they were even said time. they don't
3: give two shits if you bring it on the.
1: I'm airplane just waiting. Anymore. I'm waiting to see. Well, well last, they say that, but year. they had
3: drug dogs when I was in yes, Washington. But if it's like if it's legal marijuana like from Colorado, they won't stop you for marijuana. They'll stop you for other drugs.
1: But last they literally year.
3: said that, like, they they released a press release on it.
1: Well Last year, mm-hmm. they had troopers at the Kansas state border when we came back. Troopers. They didn't stop me because I guess I look kind of innocent. Mm-hmm. If they're not driving it, they're mailing it. Would you like a brownie, officer? (laughs) We've gotten several packages in the mail. And I'm
2: like,
1: how do you not know what this was? Okay. You can smell it. So what should I bring you back? Anybody got any special requests for Wyoming goodies? Can I have a dinosaur? Well, I could bring you a bone.
3: But what about a whole (laughs) one?
1: That's what he said. Speaking of getting arrested, I believe the jail time for bringing an entire dinosaur back is probably going to be a little higher than some pot brownies. Takes place in Montana.
2: Hey, Nicole, we wouldn't have to
1: do the podcast for a really long time if she
2: went to jail. (laughs) We'd have to remote her in.
0: Don't
3: worry, guys. I I actually (laughs) do know how to run
2: the board. (laughs) Can you Skype from prison? Fuck you guys. And on that note, that's going to do it for three Three book book girls. girls. What happened to Martha this week? She she went to solitary for shanking some chick talking about her books.
0: She shanked the inmate down here for getting the book off the cart She shanked some chick over a book
2: Step away from my book, you bitch Book and coffee
1: Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram If you really love them share the podcast with a friend Three Book Girls A Steel Trap Production